Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. The power of connection is so important. And as I mentioned to you guys yesterday, that it's not how we connect that matters most. It's that we connect that matters most. It's that we connect. And that's why the Bible says, where two or three of you are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So like the idea that the presence of God goes from being omnipresent to being manifest present. It See, God's omnipresent when you're by yourself. God dwells in you, so he's at, you have indwelling presence, even if you're by yourself. But the manifest presence of God, the manifest presence of God is when we connect. So that's why he says where two or three are gathered in my name. And so the power of connection is, is indescribable. I know for a fact that connection cures because connection was God's idea. Connection is God's idea. Not good for man to be alone. So what did he do? He created a connection with another human being. And God creates connection with us through the Holy Spirit, but he also creates connection with us through the church. The church is God's vehicle of connection. The church is God's instrument of connection. And look, nobody wants to open up the doors of the church any more than I do, because I believe in the church and I believe in the gathering of the church. But I also believe that we need to take advantage of what we have and we need to be thankful for what we have. And we have technology and we have the ability to be connected. We have the ability to to be uh, to visit with each other right now. And to me, your comments are your are your connection. My being online here is my connection with you. I need this as much as you do. I believe in last night, I believe our Wednesday night service, our Sunday morning services, I believe in the online power of those services and the power of those online services. But I believe God's also given us the technology to, and given me a priority. He's, God has communicated to me in my heart, the necessity and the value and his direction for my life right now is to make myself available to connect with you in God's word, by God's spirit, through technology, um, every day for the next foreseeable season of our lives. And you may come and go, you may come, stay long, stay short, however you're ministered to, but you're always going to have connection with me and, and, and the anointing that's in my life as a pastor. So I'm not just on here as a as a person, although that's obviously, I'm not just on here as um, somebody who who um, can teach or preach, but I'm on here as a pastor to be available to the flock of God and to the people of God. I'm on here as a spiritual shepherd to help feed you and lead you. And as long as I got breath to breathe and as long as you got the willingness to listen, I'm going to be here to feed you and to lead you because of the power of connection. So back to, this, back to the experiment that was done with the rats. So the conclusion was there's, there's power in connection. There's a cure in connection. The, the, the beauty, the beauty of, that, of that particular experiment shows us that 
We all need, we don't need to be uh, a rat by ourselves. We need other rats in our lives. And some of you have more rats in your lives than you, than you care for, right? But you get the point. The point is, is that this experiment on these rats proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that connection is the cure to addiction. Connection to God, connection to people, connection to God's spirit, connection to love. Not just any connection, but it's got to be a healthy connection. And um, the, God has put instinct in animals so that the rats knew instinctively to connect with each other. They're not having arguments. They're not having, they're not, none of them are offended at each other. None of them are going through the emotional breakdowns that we go through, but they all instinctively knew that they needed to be connected to each other. And the church is God's me me method of connection, his mechanism of connection. It's We're his body. A body is connected. A body is only healthy when the parts are connected, when the parts are, when the parts are missing or the parts are broken or the parts can't, can't function properly, there's, there's damage, there's unhealth, right? And in the same way, when my fingers can't connect with my face, with my knees, with my, you know, when my, when my hands can't connect with each other, when my limbs are wounded or my vital organs are damaged, then my body is not healthy. And it's going to be a domino effect of poor health in the same way when we're not rightly connected spiritually and emotionally to the right people then we um then we 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 become emotionally sick or emotionally unhealthy now i want to read something to you from um Ma uh, mark chapter 8 let me just get it out here real quick um Thanks for your patience, and thanks for everybody who's joining me here today. Again, so honored to be able to to be able to be with you. Um, so, in Mark chapter eight, verse twenty-two, listen to this verse. By the way, shout out to Itzel and Lisa and Bernie and Irma, Sonia, uh, Abusa, Dilani, Diane. Agosa, Sonia, Busi, Deb, Michelle, Mary, Belinda. Where are these countries? Um, where are some of the countries that are, people are? Let me see if I can find that too. Um, Denmark, Indonesia, Fiji, Jovesa from Fiji. Okay. Man, I wish I was trading places with you. Uh, Shirah from Denmark. Uh, Lenardi from Indonesia. Love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. So, um, howdy from Texas, uh, Robin. God bless you. So listen to this passage. Mark chapter 8. Oh, D Delane from New Zealand. Uh, Busi from South Africa. Okay. Anybody else tell me where you're watching from. Germany. Ursula from Germany. I love hearing from all you guys and anywhere in America that you're watching from. Um, Canada is watching, uh, Ish, Is, Ismail from Canada, Sonia, Patience, uh, Litzy, God bless you. Uh, let me, let me get to this verse because you're going to love this verse. Joshua, I think that's the, uh, flag of the Philippines, if I'm not mistaken, or I just remember your name from before from the Philippines. Okay. Uh, Mark chapter eight, verse 22. So they came to Beth Beth 
they came to Bethsaida and notice what it says. And they brought him a blind man and begged him to touch him. Uh, now, I don't, like for whatever reason, things pop out for me in the Bible. Certain things jump out at me. And so when it says here, they came to Bethsaida and they, they brought a blind man to Jesus. And they implored him. They begged him. Uh, one translation says begged. One translation says implored. One, one translation says, um, most translations say they, they begged him. Um, they asked him. They beseeched him. Um, but I, they entreated him. They besought him. Uh, there's a lot of different words for this. But the word is to beg. Angie from South Carolina, good to see you. Um, Sarah from Denmark, great to have you guys. Um, they begged Jesus. They begged him to touch this blind man. And my point in this is that a miracle is about to happen. But what causes this miracle to happen is that this man somehow had friends that were willing to beg Jesus for a miracle for their friend. This shows me the power of right relationships, the power of right associations, the power of right connection. You see, um, I don't know how many of us, I think we all have somebody in our life that would, that would pray for us. We all have somebody in our life that would, you know, throw up a couple prayers on our behalf. <laughs> Thank God for that. But these guys begged Jesus for their friend, begged him. And it shows, I don't know that it required them to beg him. I just know that they begged him. And it proves what kind of man and what kind of friends that this man had. You know, and somebody told me once years ago, if you end up with three friends that really have your back under any circumstance, in any situation, no matter how much you fail in life, then you have succeeded in life if you have three friends like that. Three friends like this that would beg Jesus on, on your behalf. Not only do I want friends like that, but I wanna be that kind of friend. I wanna be that kind of pastor. I wanna be that kind of person in your life. So, because you know what? I'm going to God for you. I will attack hell with a squirt gun for the people that I care about. I will attack hell with a squirt gun for my family. I will attack hell with a squirt gun for my church members. I will attack hell with a squirt. I will just burst into hell with a squirt gun. Now, you know, I don't want to go to hell. And uh, I don't think a squirt gun would really work there. But, uh, but you better believe that that's the heart of God that we need to have for one another. So if my church is meeting inside the building... I want you to come because of the power of connection. If we're meeting in the parking lot, I want you to come because of the power of connection. 
if we're only going to be able to meet for a while in um, uh, online, I want you to come. Why? Because of the power of connection. For every one of you guys, that you would take time out of your day, and those of you that are here every day, um, but every one of you that would take time out of your day to listen to me talk about Jesus for you and with you, I owe you. So you know what I owe you? Loyalty. You know what I owe you? To be that kind of friend. You know what I owe you? To be the kind of person that says, they brought a blind man. Not only did they beg him, but they're the ones that brought him. Like br bringing people to Jesus is the greatest thing that any of us can do. Bringing people to Jesus, bringing people to the healer, bringing people to the lover of our souls, bringing people because we care. That's what it's about. So I just want you guys to, to feel this and to hear this, that the power of connection is the most powerful thing that God has given us as far as our human soul and emotions go. People who are in isolation, um, are, they, they, they're unhealthy, they're less healthy. People that are in isolation are less, less likely to be um, happy. People that are in isolation are gonna break easier, people in isolation. And you know what? This is what, this is, what is done to torture somebody into submission. This is what is done. People are put in isolation. And I'm not saying this is the same thing. Like no one's being, no one's being deprived of water or food or watching TV or watching online. So don't, I'm not, I don't want to be an extremist here. But even the measure of being isolated from gathering in church is unhealthy if we don't get connected online at least and stay connected. It's not just being connected, it's staying connected. What if... So if they took those rats from my earlier um, illustration, if they took those rats from out from that cage and left that one rat back by himself again, I guarantee you this is what the this is what the study proved is that he would go back to the heroin. Why? Because we're addicted to connection. We're addicted to being happy. We're addicted to being to to wanting health. We're addicted. We are addicted to happiness. We are addicted to connection. And when there's the absence of that connection, there becomes the, the void in our lives and a need to feel happy some other way. And so the heroin is what the rat drank from when he was alone. The water is what he drank from when he was connected to other rats. So let's just be, let's be the rat pack. Let's be the new Rat Pack and let's make a commitment to each other that we're going to stay connected. We're going to stay connected on Sundays. We're going to stay connected on Wednesdays. And as often as you want to stay connected with me Monday through Saturday, the rest of the days, I'm here to connect with you, to empower you, to teach you, to feed you, to lead you. I will help you and I'm staying connected to you. But if, you, if it benefits you, then if you realize that it will benefit you, then let's stay, let's stay connected together. Because one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. The Bible says the church grows with a growth that is from God when each joint supplies. The Bible says how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. For there the Lord commands the blessing and the anointing, the, 
the anointing oil goes down the head and the beard of Aaron and down to the rest of the body. Wow, there is power in connection. There's so much power in this. And so whatever you got to do, make it a priority to be together on Sunday with us, me and you, one-on-one -on -one church, one, two-on-one -on -one church, however you want to describe it. But we're here and we're going to stay connected until Jesus returns. It's not how we stay connected. It's that we stay connected. Did you hear me? It's not how we stay connected. It's that we stay connected and, and connect over the presence of God, the word of God, the love of God, the grace of God, the peace of God, and the power of our unity, the power of our connection. The Bible says when the disciples were, when the disciples, when they all got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, it says, and daily they were gathering together and they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So I'll be announcing our next communion service soon. And I want you to get your communion elements. If you need them, come to the church and get them for free. We'll give you communion elements. But we are going to be connecting together till the doors swing wide open. But when one door closes, God opens another door. God opens doors that no man can close. You know what? No matter what the government tries to do with regards to whether the churches should open or not, no matter what they do, they can't close this door. They can't step, stop technology. You know, people can watch us in China. People can watch us in Japan. People can watch us in Africa. People can watch us in the Middle East. People can watch us in, in Iran, Iraq, um, Saudi Arabia. Like, there, is, there are no doors. There are no walls that can keep us apart when we believe in staying connected. Lord, I pray for a revelation in every person's life that's joining me today, a revelation of the power of connection, a revelation of the power of being together, a revelation of the power that we have even online. I pray for a revelation of unity, a revelation of commitment. God, I pray we would find ourselves more committed to one another than we ever have been before. And thank you for this open door, Lord, that no man can close. We trust you that the doors of our churches will open soon, but we thank you for the open doors of, that, that, our, that technology has given us. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for it. And now I pray for healing right now over every person who's feeling depressed, feeling weary, feeling discouraged, feeling lonely. I pray they would feel your presence, Lord. I pray that they would feel the connection of Life Changers Church. They would feel the connection of this spiritual family that we have here. I pray, Father, that they would be healed from distress and stress and fear and anxiety. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke fear. I rebuke loneliness. I rebuke all the forces of hell that are working against your soul to get you addicted to something other than Jesus and his people. I declare freedom in your life in Jesus' name. Amen.